Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Lessons NFL previews roll on AFC East time. He's the professor Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein. Appreciate you all listening to uh, Sharp Lessons, and this is our off-season slash preseason NFL previews for the win totals. Yeah, we're going a little bit out of alphabetical order. We're doing the AFC East today, which you probably would have thought we would have done for the first episode, but we yes. wanted to get the Deshaun Watson AFC North fallout episode out right away just before any news happens. We did. So AFC East, we are recording this, though, on a Tuesday, so maybe, hopefully not, a player maybe gets injured in training camp or something happens that affects the futures. So this is based on the information we know as of Tuesday. So hopefully uh, everyone stays healthy out there in all training camps because we don't want anyone to get hurt before the season no. because there's going to be plenty of injuries during the season. It's a it's a game of attrition in the NFL. So we'll uh, have to react to all that news later, but rather not have to react to news now and have a player miss out on a full season after training so hard to be ready for this one. Yeah, we'll hope everyone stays healthy and the AFC East remains competitive because it's going to be a fun division. Nate, I'm really excited to see this division. We have uh, a Super Bowl favorite. We yep. have a past powerhouse in the Patriots who who knows where they're going this season. They're, they're a bit of a question mark. You have an up-and-coming yep. team in, shall I say, the Jets. Yeah. And you have another question mark team in the Dolphins. So this is going to be a very interesting division because I think there is a clear winner for this division. Definitely. But after that, like, it could be anybody. It could be anybody coming in second for this division. Definitely, especially in the AFC that's so competitive this year. There's a good chance that the division winner is the only playoff team, whereas obviously a, a clear favorite in the Buffalo Bills. But I really do think the New England Patriots have a shot at making the playoffs. I know that a lot of people are talking about the Dolphins this year. And as you mentioned, Jets, an upcoming team, up-and-coming team, basically the team that like won the draft. And I don't know if they won the draft because they made good picks or they just had three first-round picks that a lot of people had, like all three of them in their top nine of their mock draft because they got one player at 25, uh, J- Jalen jo- Johnson, the Jermaine Johnson, yeah. the pass rusher fell to them at like 25 or they traded back into the first round and he was actually mocked a lot of mocks to go to them at I believe it was nine or ten with their uh, second pick um, in the first round so Bill's about a consensus minus 200 favorite and then the Patriots and Dolphins it looks like battling for second place with the Jets probably a year away listen I'm I'm excited for the Bills um, so we might as well just start this as we look at the AFC East let's start with our overs the teams that or team that we like to hit their win total over to start the season I'm gonna go Buffalo I'm gonna go to the Buffalo Bills I'm gonna go chalk this seems like kind of the obvious pick especially since they're the Super Bowl favorites but and there's a reason their win totals at 11 and a half at most places I think they can get to 12. I really like the way this team's schedule works out and I really like the way this team's roster has worked out. Um, it just seems to me 
Nate, that everything is lined up for the Bills to get 12, maybe 13 wins this season. Yeah, I would say the Bills were pretty unlucky not to win the Super Bowl last year. They played as good as you could in Kansas City. If they didn't uh, kick the ball long uh, or kick, squib kick it or kick the, the touchback against the Chiefs after going that go-ahead touchdown in that dramatic divisional round game and squib kicked it, uh, the Chiefs would have had to take some more time off the clock and they probably don't get into that field goal range to tie it, win it in overtime after winning the coin toss. So if the Bills win that game, they host the Bengals in the AFC title game. With the way the Bills were rolling, I think they would have beat the Bengals and then had a really good shot at beating the Rams in L.A. just the way they were rolling. So Bills probably unlucky to win the Super Bowl, not win the Super Bowl last year. My issue, though, and what I'm a little bit worried about with Buffalo is losing Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator. And I know they promote Ken Dorsey from within. Mm-hmm. So he, it's Josh Allen still knows the offense. But I just kind of wonder if Brian Dable was that dynamic of an offensive coach that he really – put the bills into that next level that they were playing at last year i mean that game plan against the patriots in the wild card round was absolutely fantastic by dable he just they just brought it to the new england defense in a game that was lined like bills minus three and a half minus four so a little bit worried that josh allen regresses a bit just because he loses brian dable and now they're being priced like an elite team at 11 and a half juiced over on the win total i still think one of the best teams in the nfl and they have a huge upside and a huge ceiling and they're one of the super bowl favorites for a reason but if i do have to poke holes in buffalo and why i would stay i'm going to personally stay away from betting them anything positively preseason it would be because the offense uh maybe taking a little bit of a step back it does seem that they are set up to be one of those regression teams but I think with Josh Allen, and you look at all the stuff that he has gotten better at as his career has gone on and the things that he has to improve on as he is right here in his career, I think there's a lot of room for him to improve. And, you know, news out of the training camp, which, again, you, you don't want to put too much out news out of the training camp, but no, it seems don't. like he's been playing well, he's been improving. Yeah. And you look at the schedule that they have, starting out against the Rams in L.A. is tough. Thursday night. That is a tough matchup. Thursday night game. Bill's a small favorite, too. I think minus one in that game. So. Yeah, right now it is. It's a, It's a basically a toss-up. Yeah, could be for anyone. Sure. Pick them. I think the I think the Bills can win that game. And like oh, you said, sure. you, you you see them winning that Super Bowl last year if they had to go against the Rams. And I think this is one of those hangover games for yep. the Rams, as we talked about last season, all the hangover games, all the importance of that. I think the Bills can win week one. And by the time they have to play the Ravens on the road in uh, week four, I think they're 3-0. and um, and then you just look through that schedule. They lose to the Ravens. They give them that loss. They can beat the Steelers. Might lose to the Chiefs on the road. They could probably beat the Packers at home. You know, and you, you start checking off these teams. Jets they'll beat. Vikings they'll beat. Lions they'll beat. Suddenly, you're at what? Six wins? Seven yep. wins? Then they beat the Bears. That's eight wins. Dolphins again. That's nine wins. They'll probably beat the Patriots twice. That's 10-11 right there. Uh, I, I think 12 wins is, is very realistic for this team. And if this truly is the Super Bowl team that people expect them to be, they're going to have to win some of these games against good teams. Even that game in Kansas City on October 16th yeah. against the Chiefs, that's a winnable game for them. And so the fact that most of these games are winnable, over 11 and a half seems like the move. Yeah, so last year they played Kansas City in the regular season, and that was a playoff revenge loss after losing the AFC title game to Kansas City. And they played as good of a game you could, and they won. And the Chiefs seemed like they were a free-for-all at the time. Yep. 
it's almost the same thing where that's going to be the game they have circled all year because of how they lost to Kansas City this past mm-hmm. playoffs. That's a huge game ahead of a bye week too, so they can go full on. Uh, all the plays in the playbook. Yeah, are throw out them all there. out there. They're going to be there, and then after the bye, they host the Packers. So I think like after the bye week against the Packers, and then from there on out, it's a pretty reasonable schedule because there are some pretty tough games early on or big games just with like a bunch of prime time games and then that game at Kansas City, which I'm sure they have circled in the calendar in Orchard Park as they go through yeah. training camp. And you can get minus 130 over 11 and a half wins okay. for the Bills, which is fine. I think that's a, that's a good enough number. I wouldn't go any higher than that, but yeah. I, if it's minus 130, if you can really even get like a minus 125 at some point, minus 120, I don't know if it's going to go that low, but I'd still go Bills over. That's a team I like. A team I like, the New England Patriots. Over eight and a half wins is what Bill I guess for the, for the podcast sake. I don't think I'm going to actually bet, though, the Patriots over or yet guess to make the playoffs just because the AFC is so competitive. But I do have a bet on them in week one, plus three against the Dolphins. believe I mentioned that when we, we did a podcast a couple of months ago uh, where we talked about early NFL lines from week one after the schedule release, and that was something that stuck out to me. I just don't think much separates the Patriots and Dolphins. And the more I think about it, with, and we'll talk about it with our under team with the Dolphins and having some question marks about that team, yep. the Patriots, I think, are a better team. So the fact they were a three-point underdog um, in a stadium in Miami where there isn't a true full home field advantage at Hard Rock Stadium Miami was an easy bet to make on New England plus three. I still like them. It's pretty much two and a half across the board. Uh, they could be a popular teaser option. As we get closer to week one, I wouldn't tease anything now because of, you know, things could change in terms of injuries or other yeah. things. So I wouldn't bet a teaser right now on the Patriots, but by uh, coming up on week one, I'll probably have the te- uh, Patriots in a lot of six point uh, teasers for the NFL. Uh, but I do like the Patriots in terms of where they are in the market. I do have concerns, though, about their offensive coordinator situation. It's gonna, It looks like it's going to be a combination of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Some guys great. who are recent head coaches who were uh, kind of disgraced, I guess, and left on poor terms yeah. when they were fired. But I do trust Bill Belichick still in a in a area where they're not ex- – you know, nine games wins this uh, wins you a bet on the overwin total. And I think Mac Jones can take a big step in year two. In terms of schedule, after the Dolphins, it is kind of a tough gauntlet. You have another road game against the Steelers. You play the Ravens in week three, your home opener, and then at the Packers. And then it eases up there. So if you do want to wait – on betting something positive Patriots from a season-long aspect, I'd wait till after th- week four because the schedule eases up a little bit. You play the Lions. You play Jacoby Brissett and the Browns. You play the Bears. You play the Jets. And then after a bye week, you play the Jets. So two quick games against the Jets within three weeks. So in terms of the schedule, the middle's kind of favorable for New England. It does get tough at the end. But I think the bye sign in New England would probably be after that Pats game if you don't if you missed out and on the plus three um, week one against the Dolphins. And they get the Colts at home, too, in between the they Jets. They do. So that, I mean, that Spo- only helps. Spoiler alert, though, I do like the Colts a lot this year. So <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be a good team. That. I, I don't think they're going to win that game. Um, I mean, they could. It's at home. Um, and who knows what Matt Ryan uh, is by then. I, I still have high expectations for Matt Ryan, but he is um, – trending towards i think 40 years old so you never know late in the year but uh tough schedule at the end i don't read the schedule but at vikings on thanksgiving 
Bills on a Thursday night after Thanksgiving, and then two road games in prime time out west against the Cardinals yeah. and, and Raiders, followed by the Bengals, the Dolphins, and then at the Bills to close the season. So it's an interesting schedule for New England. It's just the AFC is just so competitive, and it is. There's you can make a case for I think twelve or thirteen teams to make the playoffs. And there's just not enough spots for all those teams. And the Patriots, I'm not sure if they're going to make the playoffs, but I do think they're going to be a solid team. I think the floor is pretty high on New England. The ceiling might be a little bit limited on New England. I don't know if they have, like, the ceiling to win the AFC championship, but I think that they're pretty safe to win, at worst, seven games. And and there's definitely a range of outcomes where they win nine or ten. Now they got, you know, Devontae Parker and maybe Mac Jones makes that leap. Maybe yeah. maybe he makes the leap that the Patriots are hoping that he makes. I don't know. I, I'm not you know a quarterback expert, so I even I don't know if I can even predict that Mac Jones is going to do something impressive this year. He was yeah. he was fine last year. He was you know he's okay. He doesn't have he didn't have the weapons. He didn't. I don't think he had the great infrastructure to do well. But this year he, they they got him more weapons. They drafted a wide receiver. You know they they're they're trying to give him the tools to be good, and sure. then he gets another full off season. So. And he also has got Bill Belichick singing his praises, things, you know, mm-hmm. saying the nicest things about Mac Jones that I don't even know if he ever said once about Tom Brady right. when he was his head coach. So that could be good for Mac Jones in the future. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to go with one more over. Sure. And I absolutely hate myself for doing it because it is the New York Jets. And I never want to do or say or put my money on anything good happening to the New York Jets. But I think I like over five and a half wins for the J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 Nate. I like I like over five and a half. Do you even like five and a half at minus one fifty or minus one sixty. Uh, see, now that's where it gets a little. Right. That's where it gets a little rough. Because before got, the draft, they were five and a half, like minus one twenty. Yeah. And since the draft, they've been getting they've better been going a lot. Up. And I kind of wonder, like, yeah. when is the time to stop on the Jets? Because six, I mean, you can six give your reasons, okay. but I have some reasons why I'm not going to bet against the Jets. But I have some reasons holding me back from going over at the current price. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with six. As long as you're okay with having your money held up for that long just to get it back. Uh, because yeah. I think six is six is a good number, and I think they can win six games. Them winning seven games is a lot. It, it's certainly – that's going to be an uphill battle for the Jets. But six games I think is very realistic. And maybe by the time the season starts, that five and a half, you can get it at a little bit of a better number, minus 150, minus 145. I don't know if it's going to happen because Definitely. I think Jets seem to kind of be that popular over team pick at five and a half. For sure. But there's a lot to like. There's a lot to like with the team. Zach Wilson, I think, gets better. And they have an incredibly young team. They're going to have a young offense, so they're all going to have to grow up together. They're going to have to grow up quickly. But the schedule is pretty favorable, first of all. And I think the fact that this team has had one more year together as a unit growing up together helps. And I think they can steal a couple of these games. They were a four-win team last year. It's not unrealistic to think they can be a six-win team this year. I just think early on the schedule, season, that schedule is, is really tough. It's a weird dynamic where you play the four teams in the AFC North yeah. to start the season. I don't think I've ever seen that before where a team uh, – you play a team 
just a whole division that you're just right out of the game. Yeah. And the Ravens at home, about a five and a half point underdog in that game. They're playing the Browns. It's Jacoby Brissett, but it's still in Cleveland. And Cleveland's about a four and a half point favorite in that game. That's the current line. In terms of the uh, week three, you get the Bengals at home. I know that they beat the Bengals with Mike White last year, so I think they the Bengals did. are not going to take the Jets lightly this year. No. And then at the Steelers. So I think the way to go, if, if you do like the Jets, maybe waiting until after the Bengals game or even after the Steelers game. And they could and, they could start out for 4 yeah, to start the season. And then you get an adjusted possible. win total 4.5. But maybe yeah. they, Zach Wilson shows some signs of improvement and – Robert Salah maybe has his defense like playing better. They're just not winning games. So I think that's the approach I would take. But then you look at the next set of games, home against the Dolphins. I know a team we don't like, but still a solid team. And then at, Green, win. at Green Bay, that's at Denver, home New England, home Buffalo, then a bye week, and then home New England again. So mm-hmm. the schedule does ease up. If you're going to want to go over this number, you're going to have to beat the Bears at home. You're going to have to beat the Lions at home. You're going to have to beat the Jags at home. That's five. Maybe at the Seahawks. At maybe that's the I six. Mean, I don't like the. Seahawks. I think they can knock the Patriots off in. I think they can knock yeah, them off they, one game. They could get the split, but then by yeah. then they might not trying to get the number one pick. But that's just a really brutal. It's possible. early season schedule for the Jets. I the wouldn't. Ending I, is. I wouldn't be looking great, to bet though. the Jets until like I don't know late November. Maybe after week four. Yeah, but then if they that, go over four, but at Green Bay, at Denver, Patriots, Bills, like that's a tough, tough schedule. It is, but I you want to. I mean, I think their lowest point right is going to be when they are over four, uh, theoretically over four after week four. But then they might be one and eight. <laughs> it's po- I think they can knock off the Patriots. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Zach Wilson takes a big leap, but I I don't think the schedule sets up favorably for them at all. I think they're definitely a, a twenty twenty three target. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I I think they beat the Jets. I think they can take one and one against the Patriots. That's two wins right there. They beat the Bears. That's three. Uh, they're going to beat the Jags four. Lions are going to beat five. It comes down to the Seahawks and the Dolphins at the end of the year. It's re- that's what it's going to come down to. You know, if they can <laughs> beat the, if they can split with the Dolphins and then they take down the Seahawks, another team that's probably not going to be very good this season, you get seven wins right there, and possibly stay with six if they lose to the Seahawks or they lose to the Dolphins. You know, I think that that's something that is incredibly possible. We'll see. That's not for me, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I Listen, I hate to be a fan of the Jets, and I hate to put everything behind Zach Wilson and everything that comes with Zach Wilson, everything that deal with this offseason in regards to moms. Yeah, it's not that much adversity, though. But No, it's not <laughs> adversity, but it's just it's one of those, like, you know, what they say, distractions. It's been a distraction sure. for the offseason. So I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm okay with as long as you get a good number. I'm not gonna lay a one minus one sixty five on the over for the Jets for five right. and a half, but if I can get it come if if I can you know after a couple games he goes down to win totals four and a half hitting that absolutely hitting that all right a team we can agree on is the Dolphins yep and that's under their win total there's a lot of eight and a half you can get juiced under or plus money under but you can also get some juice nine under I think that's the way I'm gonna oh I love it and if they beat me with ten wins then so be it but. I have questions about Tua Tungavailoa, the quarterback. Yeah. I have questions about first-year head coach Mike McDaniels, who's always been under the Shanahan tree. So he's never been, like, the main offensive play caller. Like, he's working on the offensive staff, so he's probably a brilliant mind because I do respect Kyle Shanahan. 
but now you add in play calling duties it's plus the duties of being a head coach and the game management. I think it's asking a lot of an inexperienced head coach. So Dolphins under nine for me. Like I mentioned, I bet them against them in week one. Uh, Patriots plus three against the Dolphins. I would probably still bet the Patriots, maybe some Patriots money line. I think that I'm going to say the wrong team's favorite because the Dolphins are at home, but I think that line should be more of a pick em. I think you could just sell kind of the hype of the Dolphins. They do get Tyreek Hill, who's a great player, but I think there's an overreaction in the market to the Tyreek Hill addition because there's still other receivers there in Waddle, and, and I just think that adding Tyreek Hill shouldn't upgrade them as much as they've been upgraded. So I like the, the idea of fading a team that's kind of won the offseason. They did get Toronto Armstrong a great – um, offensive tackle to help Tua, but I think all those additions kind of have made this team a little bit overvalued in general. You look at the first four games, I mentioned they play the Patriots, then at Ravens, yep. Bills, and then at Bengals on a Thursday night. For Thursday night game with a first-year head coach, short week in travel, I think they're going to lose that game to Cincinnati. Yeah. And that's a four-game uh, four stretch of, or a four-game span of games in a 19-day stretch. So that's a lot of football early on for Miami. And then the, the schedule does ease up after a bye week a little bit, or after the mini-bye, after the long extension, because um, they play Thursday night week four. But then looking at the end-of-season schedule, starting in it December, they're playing at the 49ers and at the Chargers. Then you play at the Bills in cold weather. So three road games against teams with a win total projected of 10 or more to start the month of December. Then you play the Packers at home on Christmas, and then you go back out to the cold on the road New Year's Day in New England. So a lot of landmines on the schedule for Miami, whether it's early in the year or in December or on New Year's Day too. So I like, really like the Dolphins to go under their win total. Nine minus 125 it's currently at. Eight and a half plus money, also okay, but try to get that nine. Yeah, if you can get nine. Ooh, I think you're sitting real pretty. That's one of my favorite yeah. bets. Ten to, beat, get under nine. ten to beat us, like, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Sure. Good luck the Dolphins getting ten. Because, again, like you said, at the start of December, they have to go through three time zones two weeks in a row. Right. Two weeks so, in a row, and then they have to go play in the freezing cold Buffalo the week after that. <laughs> right. So I would guess that they Good luck. stay out west. Um, some teams will request if they have two uh, coastal or opposite stay coast road trip, they'll stay out there. Uh, especially in this case with the 49ers because Mike McDaniels came from San Francisco. Yeah. So I'm sure he's going to have them set up, set up yeah, in, like Santa, in San Francisco Santa Clara or something. But and again, the, then they're they just away the from home for another week. Yeah, And by then who knows what the team's going to be like, it could be a, like a three and a 10 team or not three, not that bad, but like four and <laughs> it could, seven, it could be that bad. It could be four and seven or something yeah. and a huge uphill battle. So, um, down on the Miami Dolphins this year. And again, if you have Tyreek Hill, great ride receiver, of course, but you need a quarterback that can throw deep to Tyreek Hill. And I don't think Tua has shown that he can be consistently accurate with the deep ball with someone like Tyreek Hill. And he, he'll be yep. great throwing slants. He'll be great throwing underneath the Jalen Waddle. Maybe they'll have Tyreek run some of those under routes. But I need to know how good Tua is going to be before I even come close to putting money on the over for this Miami Dolphins team because we have no idea. This is year three for Tua. This is going to be his prove-it year. He needs to show people that he can still be a starter in the NFL. He's got a new quarterback, has to learn a new system. He's going to have a really good wide receiving core, but can he be accurate? Can he be consistent? Can he stop making stupid decisions? We have yet to see that from Tua. This is a lot of pressure for him and a really tough schedule 
on top of that. I do, I agree with all that. And just a quick correction. I think I was saying Mike McDaniels. It's just Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniel, no S. I was pluraling his name. <laughs> I think that's just they need multiples. Me from Chicago, and that's just a known thing of pluraling things that don't need to be plural. So <laughs> classic no, move. So sorry to Mike McDaniels. No disrespect there. You seem like a cool guy, but I think your team is going to disappoint in 2022. Yeah, it's going to be rough. And and I was talking to you about Mike McDaniel before this too, about how he he either I think is going to be considered one of the best coaches in the NFL or he's going to just be a complete bust. I don't know if there's any middle with him just because of how unique of a football coach he is, how unique of a person that he is. Uh, so we're going to see this year what the Dolphins can bring. Maybe they just revolutionize uh, the offense. Maybe. Maybe Tua comes out and he's just this new style quarterback, new, improved Tua Tagovailoa. But I don't see it, especially with the schedule that they have. They're going to have a good defense. The defensive backs are going to be good. Up front, uh, they might be solid. That linebacking core has a lot of question marks, too. They got Chase Edmonds, who I really like. I think he's a good addition as well. But can they utilize him correctly? And if Tua's going to be bad anyway, there's not going to be a point. So there's too many question marks for this to be 8.5 for the Dolphins, especially 9 if it's a nine. So I'm, yeah. I am I love this. I love this under with you, and I think this is one of my favorite unders of the season for, for any of the teams. Yep, agree. Uh, under Dolphins is really the strongest play I have in terms of this division. Um, I know I mentioned the Patriots, but that's more betting on the Patriots in week one because they're playing the Dolphins. All right, that'll do it for our AFC East preview. We will be back continuing on with the other AFC divisions next week, and then we move on to the NFC and then August is going to be over, and we're going to start actually putting out our best bets. I'm excited for our first, first uh, best bets video, Nate. I cannot wait to start September. Definitely. Uh, college football and the NFL best yes. bets. We'll it's going to be great. Plan on doing track some articles everything. this year, too. College yes. football and NFL. So and we'll, uh, we'll be tracking everything. We're going to put it on a Google Doc, and we'll let people see the Google Doc to see how good or bad we do. We did well last year, so hopefully we improve this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. Definitely. And uh, so that'll be it, and we'll see you all next week.